5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we are continuing in our Dysfunctional Family Tree series as we are going to be in Genesis chapter 29. And as I told you yesterday when we talked about favoritism, it's going to come into play quite a bit. And we're not going to be done with it even after today. But Genesis 29, you'll find, as we mentioned, Jacob yesterday, as he was on the run uh, because he left Esau. Well, he, uh, he finds himself trying to find a wife. He gets to a place um, where Laban has two daughters. There's Leah, and she's the older one. And then you get Rachel. Now, it says that Rachel was beautiful, and Leah had no sparkle in her eyes. Now, I don't know exactly what that means other than like, well, definitely Rachel was more beautiful, apparently. And uh, the other one, uh, Leah, was, you know, not so much. So what did Jacob do? He said, hey, you know, I want to marry your younger daughter. Oh, yeah. Like, well, here's the deal. Like, you work for me and then, well, that'll be the deal. You know, you work for me for seven years and then you get my daughter. So he works there for seven years. And wedding night comes along. The bride is veiled you know, he marries her, wakes up the next morning. It's not Rachel, it's Leah, right? So fast forward, he's like, hey, you, you deceived me. Well, you know, <laughs> this is coming from the deceiver, remember? Yeah, so he's like, you've deceived me. And he's like, well, you know, here, here's the deal. I, you know, you work with me for another seven years and you can marry my other daughter too. Okay. And he loves her, right? I mean, he already is, is, you know, really wants to marry Rachel. So he's like, all right, I'll work another seven years. And so he does. So he works another seven years. Finally, he gets married. But there's this passage, and, and to me, it's just, it's heartbreaking because it says that Jacob, you know, slept with Rachel too, but he loved her more than Leah. And there's this... Thing at work, right? You know, in this marriage, that yes, not only is it, you know, it's a, it's polygamous, right? There's multiple wives, um, and you already know that's going to be, you know, bring some issues of its own. But here's the issue: like they're, they're going to be fighting against each other. Just as I talked about the other day on the podcast, we talked about how having children is going to be a big deal in that culture. And yes, you can even talk about it being a big deal today, but I think even more so it was a big deal then. And especially to have boys. Now, the problem was, so we, we see already there's favoritism at play within the marriage. Jacob loves Rachel, but not so much Leah. But here's the problem that comes along. Leah starts pumping out kids. Right and boom, have having boys, and so there's this automatic like controversy that's going on here, and there's things that are happening in the marriage now, and he's like, "Well, wait a second, like that, you know, oh, this is gonna be tough, you know." So you know, Leah's the one getting all the kids out. Rachel, I still love you the most, but man, I really wish you would uh, have some babies, and. 
there's the the favoritism that's already at play. And this will extend, and we'll talk about this, you know, maybe even tomorrow, but you can see how this this whole idea is is always going to be a problem because this is going to further extend because he's got a favorite wife. And pretty soon he's also going to have some favorite kids. And that's going to create more problems upon more problems. And so what happens in marriage when you're not just fighting for companionship? That you're not just fighting to to uh, be able to know how to, to love the other more deeply, but instead you're in a competition for favoritism. This causes some issues. It would cause issues in any relationship. When all of a sudden you've got this competition at work, oh boy, competition steals joy. And that's exactly what it's stripping Leah of. Is she even said, you know, she she thinks that if she's having these children, especially boys, like then he's gonna love me. But it doesn't work. He still loves Rachel, and she's devastated. She's longing for her husband to love her, and he just won't do it. I mean, and this is where we look to the greater meaning here because yes this is a dysfunctional family where you're going to try to find love in these places and sometimes it's going to be lacking and what we do find is that often you know there's this conversation with Leah and God I mean God's like I'm going to take care of you God you know I mean God's reassuring us that if we're trying to dig and find love constantly through multiple means some of them probably even unhealthy that God's like, can you just look at me because I love you more than anyone ever could? And that's even when in this dysfunctional family tree that we see a God who is trying to display love, a God who's trying to be able to show love even to this dysfunctional bunch. All right, we're going to be uh, back again tomorrow with more dysfunctional family tree. So have a great day, everybody. Take care.